Civil forfeiture is a very popular tool that governments use to try and have an impact on organized crime. It's become more and more popular in the last 15 years, particularly here in B.C. And a huge decision yesterday by the Supreme Court of Canada means we will likely see more of it. Let's break it down now with the help of the person who's been covering stories about this for years. It's Kim Boland, crime reporter for the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Kim. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Well, you've covered so much about organized crime. How important do you think civil forfeiture has been in that fight? Well, I think it's been huge. I mean, you look at this case involving these three Health Angels clubhouses. It's been going on since 2007 uh, when police moved into the Nanaimo clubhouse, uh, seized it, filed a civil case against it, saying that they believe that criminal activity had taken place in that clubhouse. And interestingly, at the time, there had been a major criminal investigation into the Nanaimo Hells Angels, uh, but charges never materialized. So, you know, this is the thing. A lot of people think, well, if there haven't been any criminal charges, how can you go after the property? Uh, But uh, this law has been upheld as constitutional. And you're right. I do think we'll see a lot more of it. Right. And so we've seen kind of the B.C. government in particular, whether it's the B.C. Liberals at the time or now the NDP, they have used it more and more, haven't they? It certainly has been used more, but arguably there's more criminal activity and proceeds of crime uh, in this province than there's ever been. So, you know, what happens is uh, police do a criminal investigation. Maybe they don't quite have enough evidence to support charges. Uh, So they then refer the file to the director of civil forfeiture and they decide whether they're going to file one of these lawsuits against, you know, it's often property, uh, sometimes it's vehicles, sometimes it's expensive jewelry, and sometimes it's actually real estate, right? A house that, you know, maybe a drug lab was found in or a whole bunch of drugs and firearms were located. So, you know, they are using it a lot more. You know, there are sometimes where you think, well, this seems pretty serious. I'm, you know, why aren't there criminal charges? And I did talk to the uh, uh, public safety minister yesterday, Mike Farnworth, and he said this isn't going to replace criminal charges. Uh, You know, when investigations uh, leading to charges are appropriate, that's still going to obviously occur. Right. But this gives them another tool then. So what was it about this case? Was this a significant civil forfeiture against the Hells Angels? Well, it's significant in that it's precedent setting. When you look at the value of the three clubhouses that have been seized, the one in Nanaimo is not a very nice building. It's only um, assessed at $282,000. The one in Vancouver is a more typical house, assessed at over $1.5 million, and the one in Kelowna is about $1.3 million. But, you know, they've spent many more millions than that on this. Uh, civil case, both sides over the last 16 years. You know, it was years before it got to trial in BC Supreme Court, then the trial went on for years, then a ruling finally came in favor of the Hells Angels in June of 2020. And uh, at, they hadn't been able to use these clubhouses fully for some time. So then they moved back in, you know, took over, held events again. Uh, the BC government appealed that ruling. And then in February of this year, uh, they won uh, quite a sweeping victory on appeal where a lot of the original ruling was overturned. And so the Hells Angels then um sought leave to the Supreme Court of Canada, and that's the decision that we got yesterday, literally just a paragraph saying, 
you know, no, leave is not granted. This is dismissed with costs, meaning they have to pick up the B.C. government's costs. So it, it's really significant because it's long running. When the Hells Angels first, uh, they countersued the government and they said that Civil Forfeiture Act is unconstitutional. And they claim they were doing that on behalf of all British Columbians. Uh, and, you know, that they have lost and they've lost big time after, you know, a many uh, year battle. Right. And you said this is these are three properties in particular, but what what does this mean for potentially other properties that the BC Hells Angels have? It's hard to say. I think they have to show that the properties, you know, have or would be used for criminal activity. Uh, so, you know, there still has to be some kind of criminal investigation, evidence, you know, uh, that would meet that threshold in civil court that something has gone on there, uh, you know, meaning that the property should be forfeited to the government. But yes, uh, there are 10 Hells Angels chapters, uh, four others besides these three that have lost the properties, own uh, clubhouses. Uh, the total value is another $4.5 million, roughly. Uh, so, you know, yeah, they could go after more clubhouses. And I'm sure that's something that concerns the Health Angels a lot. Uh, though I couldn't get a comment from them yesterday. They weren't saying anything publicly uh, to me anyway, though I t- reached out to them. Uh, interestingly, one of their puppet or support clubs called the Devil's Army in Campbell River the director of civil forfeiture filed a case against that clubhouse a few months ago. So, you know, they are going after other assets as well. In that case, the Devil's Army president uh, killed a guy inside the clubhouse, and he's now been convicted of first-degree murder. So, you know, there's a very, uh, you know, there's a there's a very obvious nexus between criminal activity and that that building in Campbell River. So I expect that one will get forfeited as well. Right. But you made a great point there when you talked about that doesn't mean the end of criminal prosecution here. There, But is, is what is the difference for people who don't know, Kim? Like, is the threshold lower for civil forfeiture in, in saying that, oh, listen, we know crime happened here? Yes, it's definitely lower. It's just like any other civil court case. It's a balance of probabilities, you know, 51-49, if you will. Whereas, you know, the evidence has to be substantial in a criminal case, right? And some of these, you know, involving organized crime are extremely complicated criminal cases. Uh, we've seen Hells Angels pleading guilty as recently as last week uh, or in, in criminal cases. So it's still obviously going to be happening. But this is another tool. And I think the public wants to see organized crime dealt with in this province. They don't want to see, you know, people with uh, no jobs driving around in $100,000 vehicles. Uh, So I think generally it's a fairly, uh, you know, it's a tool that the public supports uh, because, you know, we had the public inquiry on money laundering. People know there's a lot of money that comes from organized crime activities in this province, and they want to see it addressed, I think, every way that it can possibly be addressed. That is very true. Kim, thank you so much for that. Thanks for having me on. Kim Bolin, written a great piece. You should check it out, VancouverSun.com, about this uh, latest story involving the Hells Angels clubhouses and the lawsuit that went all the way to the Supreme Court, but the Supreme Court has declined to hear it, meaning BC's Court of Appeal decision stands. Now, the message from Mike Farnworth, the Solicitor General and the Public Safety Minister on this was, and he said he put this out there yesterday on social media, saying, my message to those involved in organized crime, we will continue to go after your clubhouses, expensive cars, your front businesses, and luxury 
luxury goods. You will not profit from any crime you commit in B.C. He said today, after 10 years of legal proceedings, the Supreme Court of Canada declined to hear an appeal from the Hells Angels in British Columbia regarding the forfeiture of three clubhouses in Nanaimo, East Vancouver and Kelowna. Government is now the rightful owner, Minister Farnworth said, of these properties and will move to liquidate these properties and use the proceeds to support victims of crime. So as Vaughn mentioned earlier too, that is two governments now. The BC Liberal government started this process, the NDP government continuing it on the use of civil forfeiture to fight organized crime and clearly now getting the leeway to do so with the Supreme Court declining to hear this case. So will we be seeing more of it? That, of course, is what we will wait to see. And as always, you can email me, simi at cknw.com.